I want to introduce you. If you've only been around our church for a year or so, you might never have heard Pastor Dean Rush, but he is awesome. He has been coming to speak here into our church for many, many years. And uh, he is, uh, he's been in ministry himself for 25 years. He and his wife, Fiona, are the senior pastors of C3 Auckland, which has got five church, four churches across in Auckland. And then one up in Fongaray. That's how we say it, isn't it? Fongaray, which is where Pastor Trent Memory's from. So if you know, so Pastor Trent and Jade got saved in these guys' church and they've discipled them and raised them up as leaders. And so they're one of the locations of their church. Church. They've got four locations in Cambodia. That's a total of nine. Can you believe that? Locations all around the place. Uh, Dean and I served together, and Dean and Fiona and Danielle and I served together on the C3 Global team for many years. Uh, we've had lots of fun together over the years. These guys oversaw New Zealand and the Pacific and saw it just take off in terms of church growth and churches being planted. Uh, Dean is particularly renowned. Uh, for inspiring people to, to live the purpose that God has for them, the call of God for our life, people of all ages. And we've asked him to speak into that this morning, to speak into the whole thing of purpose. It's a great time to be thinking about purpose as we come to the beginning of a new year. So I want us to put our hands together and give a great C3 powerhouse welcome to Pastor Dean Rush. Amen. Well, it's so good to be here in C3 Powerhouse. Why don't you be seated? And uh, as, you, as you do, let's give it up for our team. Thank you, guys. Amazing. And uh, I do love this church. I've come here uh, many times, and uh, you're, you're an amazing bunch of people. And it feels very similar uh, to our church in Auckland, and that's the great thing about being in a movement is that we've got a, a culture uh, together, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. We love your pastors, and we've had a lot of great times uh, with these guys, Pastor John and Danielle, and they've, they've, I love their faith uh, for big things. I mean, man, who knows we need to be bringing faith back to the house of God. Come on. We've got to be people of faith. You know, what causes us to win the victory, to overcome the world, is our faith, and uh, we love you guys. John and Dan. Come on, why don't we stand up and give it up for uh, Pastor John and Danielle. Woo! And uh, please be, be nice to them. I know you are, but uh, just, just encourage them, do something nice for them, take them out for dinner. Hey, I, I want to also commend you as a church because this, this, this is actually a leadership church. And uh, I know what it takes on a church when, when you're leading a whole area and a region. And, uh, you know, you carry something for the nation and for the movement. And I want to commend you guys for, for your faith, for being willing to share your pastors around the nation and, and for being willing to be in the fight and in the battle together. And uh, I love, uh, you know, it's the atmosphere of your church. I love the serving that's in your church, like it's amazing, like a hallmark of a great church is people that want to serve. Nobody wants to serve today. They just want to do their own thing, have a, have a nice life. But you know, I tell you what, Jesus says the greatest of these are the servants. And, and I love that serving attitude uh, in your church. Um, Pastor Teresa is an absolute champion right now. Uh, seriously. Teresa, I, my, one of my goals in life is to have you come and speak to our uh, servers in our church because you've you got an amazing spirit. But come on, C3 Powerhouse, can you give yourselves a great hand for all that you're doing? 
And keep doing it. Keep doing it. It is uh, a great work that you, you are doing. Okay, my message here is called, What's the Point? Actually, it's actually called preseason. We're in preseason right now. But before I preach it, can I just show you his, his uh, Auckland? Um, who's never been to Auckland in your life? Shame on you. Uh, <laughs> come on. Sometimes it looks like that. Uh, <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes it's cloudy, but I just Photoshop the clouds out. No, it's, it's, it's our city. And here's our four locations. If you're ever in Auckland, please come and visit with us uh, right across the city. Um, that stadium that you see there in C3 West is not actually our building. Uh, I'd like to get it, but the other three are our buildings. And uh, we just meet in there. So come visit with us. Okay, so you ever found yourself driving somewhere and, and it took about 20 minutes and you got there and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't remember the last 20 minutes. I'm here. I don't know how I got here. Come on, be honest. Who's like that? Good. Who, who, who was like that this morning? You go to the church, you're like, how did I get here? Okay, it's called being on autopilot and we all understand what that means. But we can, in our faith, we can end up getting on autopilot. We started off so strong. We started off so into it. And next minute, we're on autopilot. But I tell you what, God has not created you to live on autopilot. Many Christians can get on onto autopilot. You know, I saw somebody recently in a service and, uh, and they were just completely flat as a pancake. You know, just, just like, like even in the worship. Yeah, that's quite sad. And that's why, I mean, it's good to do church. Whatever brought you here today, good on you for being here. But I tell you what, God didn't create you to live a flat life. In fact, I've got a thing, just, just so you know, in the meeting. I pretty much call out anybody that falls asleep in, in the meeting. I call them out. Um, <laughs> but what happens in our church recently is um, Fiona's parents have been coming to church, which is amazing. And my father-in-law has actually fallen asleep a couple of times. And I'm, I'm about to call him out. I'm like, that would cause family carnage. So I'm not going to do it. But I'm going to do it to you here today. No, because God, God hasn't called you to live a flat life. Like I know that we've all had moments where we just feel completely beaten up by life and we just struggle in the doors. But that's a moment. That's not what God wants you to live as the rest of your life. And in our country, mine and yours, there are people that are sort of giving up on their future, giving up on their life because things have happened and knocked them down. But God has created you for the purpose of God, to live a life on purpose. And here's my challenge to you here today. I'm challenging every person to have your greatest year in 2020. And, it, you know, it's just a, it's a thought that I have. I thought, man, it's amazing. I've been in ministry for 25 years, but I'm excited by the thought of going, I, I want to have my best year in 2020. And it's an amazing thought because it's actually from God. He's created you to rise above, to lift, to step into this thing. And all this other stuff, as was said before in the meeting, is not from God. It's from the enemy that's trying to keep you down, trying to put you in a small place, but I want to challenge you to have your best year in 2020. Who's, come on, give me a wave if you're ready for that. You want to have your best year in 2020. So if you've got to do that, then right now is preseason. Right now is preseason. I, I know you're like, man, 
Pastor, I just come into church. I'm just cruising, man. I'm just, I'm just relaxed. I'm all floppy, ready for, for Christmas and the end of the year. But it is pre-season, all right? And, uh, you know, if you're in a great team, I know, I know some of your people are involved in sports. You've got some good sports teams over here. We're not talking about the cricket today. We're just uh, avoiding that. Um, let's talk a, a better subject, just rugby, which is actually not a great subject for New Zealand right now either. But um, let's just focus on the Crusaders, who are just the hope. The hope of the world. Uh, so I'm from Canterbury and uh, we've got a good team. But, you know, they've won three titles in a row. Uh, but if, if they're going to have a great year next year in 2020, they're not going to do it because they just rock up. They're going to do it because right now, I promise you, the Crusaders are in preseason. They're in there talking about saying, guys, we had a great year last year, but let's think about this. Let's tweak this up. Let's focus on this area. And God is wanting us in our lives to, it, like preseason's awesome. It's not like awful and terrible. And it's, just, it's just focusing. It's just thinking about the year and saying, God, what are you, you know, God's the coach. And sitting the coach, just speak into your world and, and guide you and adjust you for 2020. All right, let's look at some scripture. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 in the ESV says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I mean, this is one of the all-time great scriptures, but we can, we can just sort of gloss over these things because we hear them so much. Uh, we just spent a whole month on this scripture in our church, one line. Every week we did one line. It's so powerful. But it says this, for we are His workmanship. Now, I'd venture to say that most people in this room, you know that scripture, but you don't feel that way in your life. When you get up in the morning, you wash yourself up and get in front of the mirror, you know. I'm not sure you're looking in the mirror saying, you are the workmanship of God. I'm sure there's one or two here in the room and we've got a special prayer line for you at the end of the service, all right? <laughs> for the rest of us, if you're to be honest, you're probably looking in that mirror saying, come on, man. You know, I wish you could do this thing. Come on, get it together. Some of you probably get a bit angry. Some of you get a bit disappointed. But the Bible says that you are the workmanship of God. When you get up tomorrow morning and look in that mirror, come on, do it with a bit more joy. Like, come on, come on. You're going to have a great year in 2020. Start prophesying to yourself in the mirror because you are the workmanship of God. God is a craftsman. He knits you together. Like if he was going to make some mistakes with people, he would have made it a long time ago. He's perfected the art. And so he's crafted you for his purpose. And so I, I think about it like this. Another translation of that uh, scripture says, you are God's masterpiece. Now, I've, I've brought a picture of a masterpiece. And uh, I actually have one. This is a piece of art that I have uh, at home. And I'm not really uh, an art guy. I'm, I'm a musician, which is close. Um, but it's taken me about 17 years to understand this. This is actually a masterpiece. We inherited it. And uh, it's a famous piece of New Zealand art. And I used to say to people, as I was trying to understand it, when they come over for dinner, I'd say, okay, guys, here's the question. Is this a famous piece of New Zealand art or did my kids do it at primary school? And the responses were about 50-50. And here's why. Because when you don't understand art, you don't understand the work that went into it. Now, the artists would get it. If you talk to the artist of this uh, piece of art, he could spend 45 minutes uh, telling you 
all the nuances to this piece of art and what, is, what has happened to create it. And do you know what? With your life, the Bible says that you are the masterpiece of God. But do you know what? You've been listening to the wrong people. You've been listening to the people who've got no idea about art, but you need to hear from the artist. And this is what the artist is saying about your life. Come on, let's give him some praise right now. He's saying, you are the workmanship of God. And you need to see yourself like that. Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That is you, fearfully and wonderfully made. People should be afraid of you. You got that much purpose. You got that much power in your life. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on, let's give him some praise here this morning. Let's praise him this morning. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The scripture says, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Man, this would change it up for people in our nations if they really believe this. Do you believe that here this morning in C3 Powerhouse? Because sometimes we can have the names. We've got the C3 Church. You know, we're a people of power, we're a people of faith. But do you really believe that you're created in Christ Jesus for good works? Because that line will change your life. How could you give up when you're created for good works? Man, that is inspiring. Come on, who's interested in knowing the good works that God's created them for? Give me a wave right now. And, and you know, it's most of us. It should be all of us because I've been following Jesus 32 years, but I'm a, I, I want to know more. Have a hunger for more. You know, it's, it's that pursuit of God that's going to cause you to get to your purpose. There's got to be urgency. I can tell you right now, God's not going to get up on, on January 1 and just smack you around the face with the purpose of God. He doesn't do that to people. You know, sometimes people say to me, oh, pastor, God knows where I'm at. Well, what kind of stupid statement is that? Of course he knows where you're at. As if, as if, oh, you know, if God wants to do something with me, he's going to come find me. Man, he came and found you. He did everything. He's made every step in your life. So now it's your opportunity to take a step. Don't wait for God to do something. You take a step in 2020. This is your moment. You know, it's like this. There is a great kingdom mission for your life. And you have been specifically crafted for this good work. Like your whole life is for a purpose. God, God's not into wasted lives. I know in this world sometimes people feel like you're just, you're just part of the crowd. That's how the world makes you feel. And it's sad that it does that. But God has specifically created you for kingdom good works. And it's so important that, you, that we all kind of get it together in our lives and go after this good work and complete your mission. I, I've discovered this. God believes in you so much. He doesn't have a plan B. You know this well? We just have a plan B, plan C, plan D. It just keeps going. You now if people fall over, we're just ready to, but not God. You've got to understand this. This will change it for you. That he believes in you so much that he's not got a plan B waiting just in case you fall over. He says, I believe in you. I'm for you. I've created you for my purpose. And I have no other option. That'll, that'll wake you up in the morning. That'll get you going in 2020. It's kind of kept me going in the ministry all this time. Because I realise 
Some of the thing that, things that God's given me to do, if I just fall over, He's not sitting there waiting with the replacement. It's, it, it gets you up. It's like, God, you're amazing. You're amazing. William Clement Stone says this, when you discover your mission, you will feel its demand. It will fill you with enthusiasm and a burning desire to get to work on it. I gotta tell you that, that the purpose of God is not some you know, awful, horrible, like manual labor, like just the worst thing ever. I, I feel like so many people are afraid of the purpose of God. It's actually what you're created for. It's the greatest thing in your life. I mean, it's not to say it's always easy. <laughs> you know, it's gonna test you. It's gonna expand you, but it's gonna be the making of you. My, my brother, Under Armour here. Uh, what's your name? Joe. Joe. Joe, I just, I just see just an amazing purpose of God upon your life, honestly. God wants you to know today, Joe, that he's created you for his purpose. You know, I feel like some things have, have happened in your life that have maybe caused you to just pull back or kind of sit back. But I'm telling you, God is for you. He's put an amazing spirit in your life. You're like an amazing personality. God could spend 45 minutes telling you about, about what he went through to craft your life and build your life. But you're an amazing person. Actually, I think you can be a fun guy to hang out with. If I had some more time on holiday, we'd just go hang out, do some good stuff together. But I'm telling you, the purpose of God is upon your life and, and, and your life is gonna help people. I see you helping, encouraging, building up. There's a strength inside of you that you're about to come into. It's gonna be the force of your life. And, and I'm telling you, it's gonna be a fun, this is a fun guy to hang around. He, he's gonna be an awesome guy. He's gonna rise up in God. He's gonna do some mighty things. Joe, the purpose of God is upon your life. You know, it, it makes no sense without these good works, our lives. And that's why so many people and so many Christians are drifting around in life. And that's why you meet flat Christians. They're like, man, I'm just, I'm out, I'm done. Because <laughs> our life does not make sense without these good works. But with, with these good works, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Ephesians 1 and verse 11 in the message says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are. And what we are living for. You know, it's too many Christians actually haven't had that moment finding out who they are in Christ. Let me tell you about something God just just showed me that I didn't even know. You know, sometimes as Christians, we feel like we actually know it all. Don't be a Christian, know it all. They're, they're so annoying. Like, if that's you, stop it immediately. Really. Because <laughs> what God wants to reveal in your life is so amazing. If you think you know it all, you're gonna miss out on the greatest moments of your life. And here's one of them that happened to me recently, uh, a few years ago, is, is we helped start a few churches in Cambodia. And I gotta be honest with you, I never had a passion for mission. I always thought the missionaries were like just hardcore, but crazy, sort of stupid, crazy. Um, you know, and I, I didn't grow up sort of praying for Cambodia. You know, I remember my dad told me about it when I was 10, all the bad things happening in Cambodia. I was like, Dad, I, you know, I'm 10 years old. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, you know, about a few years ago, we helped start these churches because I just love church planting. So I will literally plant a church anywhere. Uh, you know, <laughs> and somebody asked me one day, they literally said, and that was, that was it for me. They stood on, on the property of, of I didn't even know them. 
and they said, would you help us start a church in Cambodia? I was like, yes. <laughs> so we just helped start these churches. And then, and then a few years later, a whole bunch of stuff went wrong, as, as does happen out there in some of these nations. Cambodia is 1% Christian. Anyway, I got a phone call one, one day. And leadership, this is leadership. If you think you're a leader, leadership's not what we do here in church every Sunday. It's, it's for the tough moments that you got the right thing to say. I had a phone call. Said, hey, yeah, pastor, it's all fallen over. Uh, it's, it's all out. What do you want me to do? That was it, on the phone to Cambodia. <clears throat> and uh, I'd been around long enough. I just said to this young Cambodian pastor who's an absolute legend, I said, Pastor Tini, if you're still willing to do this, after all you've been through, I'm with you. Which, when I say I'm with you, means Fiona's with you, Ethan's with you, Dylan's with you, our whole church is with you. As a leader, you make some pretty broad statements on behalf of a whole bunch of other people. Um, but can I tell you, it's, it's been one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. Now, I've got a couple of pictures here. Uh, th- these are our beautiful, amazing pastors, Pastor Tini and Janraya. He's 24. She's 20 years old. They've been married about uh, just about one year and they look after four locations across the nation of Cambodia. Hopefully in 2020, we're going to have a fifth location in the big city of Phnom Penh. These are some of our kids. Uh, now you can see they're standing on railway tracks, and on either side is the village. So basically, the, the freight train comes through, and it just shakes this whole village. It's, it's, it's very poor. There's a whole lot of these kids come to our church, and we run something called Kids Rescue Cambodia, where we've got about 72 of these kids in a program. We take them off the streets, get them in school, get them in church. They are absolute young little legends. And right now we're building our first building in the nation of Cambodia. It's, and look at this. I know it looks massive, but it's actually the size. It's the same size as a house plot in New Zealand, Australia. 450 square metres. We needed to get a building because they're getting so expensive over there. We had, we had a little bit of money. We just drove around. I just said, Pastor, we're driving around until we find a building. And uh, we found it. 450 square metres. I was like, Tenny, it's too small. We can afford it, but it's too small. He said, Pastor, if you let us, we will build a great church here. Now they've got, show that picture again. They've got a 200-seater auditorium. It just about takes up the entire, um, show us the shot of the building. It takes up the entire site pretty much, because they don't have cars, so they just got to put some motorbikes and stuff on this side. But um, can I tell you, it's been one of the greatest experiences of my life, building up the church in a broken nation. And I, it never would have happened without being open to the purpose of God, of God just dropping something into my life. And can I say, every person here, there's, there's something out there for you, many things, but it's, it's the purpose of God. It's the plan of God for your life. And as you respond to it, uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, this guy here with the, the blue shirt uh, in the, what is that? Brooklyn cap. Yeah, come on. Huh? Terry. Terry, I, I sense um, God's purpose on you. And I sense a new season stirring up in your life. I just saw you there before. And I can see God's hand upon you. And, and, and calling, calling you out, calling you to rise. And uh, out, of, out of some stuff, 
which is always the case for us. You know? But I see courage inside of you. I see a, a desire for God. And I'm telling you, you're gonna rise above some of the challenges of your life. And some of those challenges actually give us compassion and a heart for people. Otherwise, we'd, you know, we just, as leaders, we're quite mean uh, unless we've been through some stuff. And, and it helps us to, to, to believe in people and care about people. And I see this upon your life. And uh, 2020 is gonna be a beautiful year for your life as you rise up. I, I just see even right now, fear falling off your life, discouragement falling off your life and faith rising upon you. Faith rising upon you for a mighty year. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Uh, for our amazing service producer here today. Uh, what, what is your name? Shekinah Glory. Uh, <laughs> You're an amazing young lady. You, you, do, you actually do what you do with such a great spirit, you know. Uh, and and I just I just see on your life uh, great capacity that God has put in you. Like honestly, you, you you are a powerhouse. You're a powerhouse of powerhouse. And uh, and and I see that, that, that there's just so much more than some of the people here know, but even you know, because this is the purpose of God. It's like it's it's like it's God's mystery. If he showed you everything, life would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? And, and I see you. Um, I, ju- I just see ministry in your life. I see the call of God. I see God's favor upon your life. I see his blessing upon you. Don't be afraid. So, you know, sometimes people, young people going into ministry, everybody tells them the, the, the horror stories, the war stories, you know. Yeah, I did this, and man, you know, I lost my leg, and this happened, and that happened. <laughs> nah, God's for you. It's going to be amazing. I just see you using your gifts to build the house of God. God's smile is upon you. Uh, He's so proud of what you're doing right now. And there's so much more for your life. 2020 is going to be a great year for your life. It says, uh, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in Him. So here's our part. God, as always, you've got to realise, guys, He does the heavy lifting in our lives. You know, we got to do some stuff, but let's not think it's us that makes it all happen. Hanging in there is us making it happen and being willing to continue to respond to God. That's the moment. And I'm going to ask you to respond in just a moment. Just a moment. In fact, my keys player can come and help me out right now. That's our moment in God is responding to Him, responding to the call. Anybody here with the call of God upon your life, which, you know, really is all of us, but... There are, there are seasons and there are moments of that response. Um, that, is, that is us responding to Him. All we've got to do is walk in them, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, I didn't come up with this thing in Cambodia. I'm like, I want to play my part to help this movement. God, what do you want us to do? I'll just say yes to some stuff. You know, yes is a great word. We get afraid of this word, you know. We've got to have boundaries on your boundaries on your boundaries. But, you know, and look, I, I think you've got to have balance is important, but we've got to be all in for God. You try and live a, you know, like a, like a boundaried life, you'll never find out what you've got. Because I've discovered this. Anybody that leads a church, I think Josh, Pastor Josh is discovering this right now, takes everything you've got. You can't, you can't do it with like 65% or just a nice, nice little measured kind of, oh, praise God. Oh, geez. Oh, thank you, Lord. No, it's like all in. It's like your life on the altar. All in. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And God wants some people 
to step in, to step in. This, this lady with the red hair and the red glasses, yeah. Sharon, and, and uh, you guys friends or just, yeah. Got <laughs> I've got this wrong sometimes. I said this one time. I said, <laughs> you guys together one time, it was like, no, that's my mum. I was like, oh, sweet, cool. <laughs> yeah, you just got to be careful. Uh, I, I see God's call on, on, on you too. And, and just, just an all-in, beautiful touch of God. But, you know, I, I, I see strength. And I see wisdom. And I see, you know, walking through some battles but not giving up. You know, that's everything. That's everything. It's not giving up through a tough moment because it gives you something to say to people. And they're like, what do I do now? You know, it took all these things for me to, to be in that moment when Pastor Tenny from another nation said, what do I do? Tell me what to do for me to have something to say apart from, I don't know, you just pray about it. And I, and I just see strength and wisdom and, and, and 2020 is a year of, of responding to the call of God in a beautiful way. And, and, and I see amazing fruit around you, amazing fruit starting to happen, encouraging, training, building. Don't be afraid of the future. Don't be afraid of the call of God. It's upon your life. Come on, let's give them a big, big hand. It's like this, it's like this. In heaven right now, there's a discussion going on and there always is, there always is. Somebody's saying, what's gonna happen for the next generation in Kiwana Waters and Malulabar and in the Sunshine Coast? God, what's happening? And there's a response coming back. It's like somebody's piping up and saying, you know what? There's this church, there's this church and they're not willing to just play it safe and go along with the world's ideas but they got some faith. They want to respond. They want to step forward for the gospel. They want to rise up in faith for the call of God. This is a church out there. They're going to rise up in 2020. They're going to do something in 2020 to reach a young generation. And I see a young generation coming in, coming into this church. I see a young generation walking in these doors coming in, looking for hope, looking for the purpose. Like I've tried everything else. I've tried it the world's way. God, if you're real. And that's why we've got to be the real deal, guys. Not just one or two on the front row, but we've got to be the real deal because they're going to walk in these doors, looking around at us and saying, is this real? Or just some sort of con, just some sort of show. You know, it's like this. It's like a Ferrari in a museum. And, uh, and I like that. I'm, I'm up for that. I'm a car guy. I love that. Getting around. There's something, there's something special about it. Is there any car people here? There's only probably three or four. Okay, seven, yeah. A few nutcases. And, and I've done this. No one else gets it. And you stand around a car and it's like just even to touch it because it says don't touch. But occasionally, <laughs> and as good as that moment is, that Ferrari wasn't created to be looked at. It's got a V12 under there. I mean, it's got a rocket ship under the bonnet. That thing was created to be started up, put on the track and cut loose. And that is like your life. In fact, I preached this message just for anybody here that might have a Ferrari last week at Noosa. And somebody in the meeting actually drove to church in an Aston Martin DB9 and they came up to me afterwards and said, it's not a Ferrari. 
But uh, if you're up for it, you can have a drive of an Aston Martin DB9. So, you know, at least this message has got some fruit on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> that is your life. It's like a classic guitar. You know, it's not created just to hang on the wall and look amazing. It's created to be played by somebody like Nick, you know, under the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's our lives. You're created for so much more than the world will ever tell you. Worlds just want to put you there and and, and tell tell you to sit there and just behave. But God wants you to open up like that V12 engine. And I, and I see this church coming into a season 2020. That's my challenge as we're about to close for everybody. To have your best year in 2020. Don't let anything stop you. Here's quickly some signs that you may not be living in the purpose of God. Just throw them all up. Number one, you lack joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you've lost your joy, come on, something's got to shift. Number two, you don't feel fulfilled. Number three, you're sinning. If we're not flowing with God, we end up flying with the world. Number four, your work doesn't inspire you. That's you, just come and help Pastor John and Danielle. You know, you've got to do something, but God wants you to be inspired with what you do. You've got to earn some money, but do something that makes you, makes you feel stirred up. Number five, you feel stuck. Number six, you have no direction. If you can identify with some of those here today, come on, something's got to shift. Something's got to shift, not sometime in the future, not God knows where I'm at, but right now, right here and right now, you're in pre-season, you're in pre-season. If that's you, make a change. Real quick, here's a few keys to, to find the purpose of God in your life. Number one is go to God first. We live in a world that goes everywhere else first. Come on, can we stop making God the last resort? You know, God's so gracious, He'll do it. You go everywhere else, you try everything else. Finally, you turn up to church and get on the altar. I'm telling you, your life's gonna go next level when you start going to God first. You start saying, God, I'm here. Lord, I got some questions, I got some stuff, but I'm here. And that's why in church, we love the altar because it's a place where God can just place, you know, God's hand upon your life is so much better than my hand or Pastor John and Daniel. We can impart something. I'm telling you, life on the altar, uh, is, is going to shift. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 says, Call unto me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. Number two, let the word shape your life. What is shaping your life? The word of God. This is what we need to do every morning if you can. And you guys get up crazy early. I got up, I got up at like 10 past six this morning, started walking down Malula Bar. It just felt like it was lunchtime. It's like everybody's out, everyone's in the water. Everyone's looking at me like, yeah, what's up with you? Just <laughs> kind of getting up. This is a crazy early. So make sure before you go walk, swim, gym, get your coffee or your tea or whatever, or your sparkling water and get the Word of God and just let that thing. The Word of God, guys, it's gonna wash your life. It washes you. We all get some stains of the world on our lives. We've got some mess of the world. The Word of God just washes your life. It washes your life. Let the Word shape you. Number three, what does your gift say about you? You know, as you're serving here, there's, there's meaning to this. Like, man, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm just serving because Pastor Teresa just told me to. No, 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 you, you are actually outworking your gift and it's leading to, to you towards the purpose of God upon your life. Um, this guy over here with the, the stripes here. Yo, what's your name? AJ. AJ. Come on, AJ. Come on, AJ. Uh, man, I, I, just, I just feel God's call upon you, AJ. 
to be, to be a, a young man that stands up. All, all God needs, He doesn't need a crowd. The world's trying to follow a crowd. Stop following the crowd. Just start following God. AJ, the, the work, young people are just looking for somebody that's going to stand up. And just say, man, I know who I am in Christ. I know that I'm created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared in advance. And I can see some good works that God prepared in advance for you. you you're, a, you're a good young guy, I'm telling you. There's some good stuff in your life, but there are some voices trying to pull you down another path and trying to take you over here and try and take you there. I want to encourage you today, AJ, listen to the voice of God. Man, He's going to cause you to rise up. You're going to be a young man with the touch of God upon your life. I know, I can tell you right now, that you've asked in your life, man, is this it? Is, it, is there more? There is more. It's called the purpose of God. And He's raised you up for His purpose, man. I can tell you, if you stand up, man, another 20, 30, like a young army of, of, of next generation people are gonna rise up because you rise up. That's what happens. That's what happens. Can you do it, AJ? Come on, man. Okay, number four, what are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? God has put a, flame, a fire inside of you. Don't let it, don't let it burn out. So many Christians, man, they're just operating on this tiny little flicker, like, you know, one little breath and it's gonna go out. Come on, God's put a fire inside of you. That's what we do in church. We just stoke it up. We stir it up because we come together and the fire just, just uh, gets stronger because we all come together, all these embers. God puts them all on the fire. It's a beautiful thing. Don't let the fire go out. What are you passionate about? Let the fire fan into flame. Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. That's, that's what He wants us to do. So my challenge to you, why don't we stand up together? Here's my challenge, C3 Powerhouse. is to have your best year in 2020. God says you can do it. God says you can do it. Now it's up to you. But we are in pre-season. We're in pre-season. Even right now, God's hand's coming upon you to, to shift and to hone and to everything God does is for your purpose. It's for your good. You can trust Him. It's gonna be amazing. In Jesus' name. Hey, why don't we just close our eyes across this place? I just wanna pray for a couple of things in these closing moments. But the first one is so important. I wanna ask right here across this room, I want to ask if you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. In a moment, I want you to be bold and brave and just lift your hand and acknowledge Him as Lord. Because God can't lead you into His purpose until you surrender everything you got. Are you here today and maybe you've never done that? It would be amazing to pray with you, to see a breakthrough come upon your life. Or maybe you're here, and if you're to be honest, in 2019, you sort of lost your way. You know, if you're to be honest, you know that God's not number one in your life. You're just doing a whole bunch of things. The, the world's kind of had its way with you, but, but you're here today saying, God, I need to get right with you. Or if you're here and you're just unsure whether you're saved and going to heaven, come on, let's start this preseason knowing for every person here that God is number one in our lives. Jesus says in Revelation 3 and verse 20, He says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And He's here right now and He's calling out to you. 
I want to ask if that's you across this place. Maybe you've never surrendered your life to God. You've drifted away from Him. Or you're unsure whether you're saved and going to heaven. If that's you right now, would you just lift your hand? Just give me a wave right now. Say, that's me here today. I need to get right with Jesus. Who's like that? Just raise it up. Raise it up that I could see it. Give me a wave. I said, Pastor, pray for me today. I need to get right with Jesus. Who would be like that? I'd I'd love to just have this moment of prayer, of breakthrough. I prayed this prayer like 32 years ago. This is not like a fad or just a season. This is like the rest of your life. Surrendered to the mighty name of Jesus. Who would be like that? Just, Just lift your hand. It's always a bit of a battle these moments. But if you're here today, you know you're away from God. Would you just raise your hand? Just raise it up. Say, that's me, right right here today. I'm getting right with Jesus. Anybody at all feel like some people just right on the edge of their seat with this one? This is your moment to make a step towards God. Just lift your hand. Just lift it up. I feel like somebody really needs to do this here today. Just raise it up. Raise it up. I'd love to pray for you. Who's like that? Just lift it right now, just as we wait. Just a few more seconds. Just Who's that person? You're away from him but the call of God is upon you. Just raise it up. Raise it up. Yeah, God bless you. Praise God. Is there anybody else here today? Just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. God's here. He loves you. He's calling you today. I feel like someone else just had some words spoken. You kind of got put off. You got turned away. But God's here for you today. Is there someone else? I feel like it just could be another two people. Just lift your hand if that's you. Just raise it up real quick because I want to pray on a couple of other things. Is there anyone else? Just raise it up before we pray this great prayer together. Just lift your hand. Who's that person you need to break through? You need God to be number one in your life today. Just raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. Amen. Church, just pray these words with me and just agree with this one person. I love it sometimes. You get the whole prayer to yourself. This is a breakthrough prayer with somebody today going to change the course of their future as they surrender all to Jesus Christ. Pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I surrender my life. I ask for forgiveness for trying to live my life without you. Today I repent. I come back to you. And I declare you as the great God, as the Savior of my life. I invite you into my life. I pray you'd fill me. I pray you'd use my life. I pray that my life would bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise here today. I want to pray for you real quick. Who's here today and you say, you know what? I want, I want 2020 to be, there's something there for me. I want, I want to go to a whole new place in 2020. I want 2020 to be my best year. Just give me a wave right now, right across this place. For just one moment, could I have all those people, you want to see 2020 uh, be something special in your life. Can you just come on the altar? We're just going to sing half a song, but I want this to be a dedication moment to say, God, 2020, 2020, I'm going to another level. Lord, I want your hand upon my life, Lord. I'm not letting limitation be upon my life in 2020. I'm not letting disappointment rule my life in 2020. Come on, just come to the altar. Come to the altar. Let's have a moment of dedication. Say, God, we're in pre-season. God, we're in pre-season. God, we're gonna give you all the praise and the glory in our lives. Come on, why don't we just sing for a moment?
Come on, let's sing this out. Yes, Lord. Promise keep. Keeper, my God, my God, Rakia Sanama, Ramakia Tama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to pray for you right here. But in these closing seconds, this, this guy here, I see it's 2020. Come on, it's going to be an amazing year for you. A young man ready for the purpose of God, for the call of God. And, and man, you're ready to rise above. There's something in you that's not settling for less. And God's going to use you. And I tell you what, when God raises us up, it's not just for us. It's for people around us. It's, it's that He can display His glory and He's going to do that in your life. I see Him displaying the glory of God. People are going to look at you and say, what the heck happened in this young man's life? And God's going to use you to help other people to rise. He's going to do it for His glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. These, these two young girls here, man, I, I just sense God's uh, hand upon you. He's, he's drawing you closer. He's stirring you. There's a call on you. And I, and I sense, you know, coming into that atmosphere of worship, you know, you're going to be worshipers. You're going to be people that know the presence of God. And it's going to be like a fountain, a fountain. It's going to come up through you and pour out into others. You know, and I know you've walked through some, some, some moments of pain, some moments of struggle, but I'm telling you, God loves you. God's for you. And He's, and he's raising you up to show you how good He is. 2020 is going to be a year when you see the goodness of God upon your life. Some moments of like, God, oh my goodness, God, you're awesome. You're amazing. I thank you, Lord. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This young girl that just shared the testimony. How good is she? Two services, man. Woo! But I see just, wow, you've got this ability to communicate. And God's, God's turning fear into faith in your life. You know, what was a struggle is, is going to be a breakthrough moment. And that's how you change it up. You do the complete opposite. Instead of just being better at not having fear, you just go all in for faith. All in for faith. You turn your weakness into a strength by giving God glory. You're going to be a communicator to young people of the glory of God, of the purpose of God, of faith in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let me just pray for you. Just lift your hands, C3 Powerhouse. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord for all that you've done through this church. Father, we, we give you glory for it and we declare right now a new season. Lord, it's pre-season. It's pre-season for our lives. And I declare the greatest year for all these people standing here. Lord, because you said it would be so. Because you said it would be so. 
in Jesus' mighty name. We declare victory in Jesus' name. Victory. Russell and Marita, I declare victory. Man, you've been in the battle. You've you've won so many victories and there's a sense of like, woo. (laughs) But I'm telling you, God's not finished with you yet. Because in you, He has such faithful hearts, such faithful hearts that, that always say yes. And God's with you. He's for you. He's going to bless you. I see you just resourcing you, encouraging you, and strengthening you. But I'm telling you, you're going to be shining lights, shining lights. Some of your greatest moments, some of your greatest victories and greatest days are yet to happen. And you've seen some good ones. You know, it's like it's almost too much to take on, but God is with you. God is with you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, can we just give God some praise here today? Let's thank Him. It's preseason. It's preseason. Wow.